The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome to hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show. We air every day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can take us with you wherever you go on the iHeartTuneIn and Radio.com app. We have our own app that will give you access to all the great Salem Radio Network hosts, Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher. Dennis Prager follows our show at 1 p.m., then Seb Gorka. And uh, Aaron, I have missed uh, the evening broadcast. Is Carl Jackson still in for Larry Elder? Do we have clarity on Larry Elder's plans in the evening after Charlie Kirk airs 5 to 7? I do not have any official word of All plans. Right, very good. That shows, shows me a bad uh, teammate that I have not been uh, listening. But in the middle of soccer season, my evenings are consumed uh, with soccer and with family time. So uh, I do want to make you aware, as I promised I would, of an event in the Olentangy School District. Your board election coming up, board of education election coming up this fall, is consequential to the direction of your district, as are all board elections. In all districts, most districts in the state of Ohio this fall will have two board member seats available. Um, This is, uh, well, I've said it's your Flight 94 moment. Those people on Flight 94 thrust into a situation they didn't ask for. Um, But with uh, a decision that likely saved our Pentagon from a terrorist, or excuse me, our uh, capital from a terrorist attack, did what they had to do. Um, you're not asked to give up your life, but you're certainly asked to engage and vote for the right people, because if you don't, uh, your kids' educations are going to be dramatically impacted, and when their kids' education is impacted, their minds are impacted. Some of the things that are going on in the Olentangy School District are highly problematic. Uh, you've got some people that uh, the incumbent board is pushing, and if you like the fact that critical race theory and its concepts uh, are being pushed, that uh, your teachers are outside their lane, teaching things that are outside the expertise of the textbook and the topics in which they've been trained to teach, well, then vote for the incumbents. Uh, But if you want to find out what alternatives are out there, then I would highly encourage you to Sunday from 4 to 7, stop by, here's the address, 2445 Woodlawn Glen Drive in Powell. 2445 Woodlawn Glen Drive in Powell. Uh, The Ritz family is hosting an event where you will get to know uh, two candidates, Felicia Castle and Jennifer Foyt. Uh, I will be there because I want to get to know them. And I want to get to know you. So Sunday, 4 to 7, 2445 Woodlawn Glen Drive in Powell. I will see you there uh, at some point. All right. The testimony of General Mark Milley and General Lloyd Austin yesterday in the House uh, took on a decided edge (laughs) when Florida Congressman Matt Getz decided to exact his revenge for being smeared in the media for things that he did not do. 
Remember, Matt Getz was all over the news. Oh, he's doing sex trafficking from state to state to state. Uh, the exoneration of Matt Getz, the complete fabrication of those charges, it didn't seem to get quite the run on CNN and MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, the Alphabet Mafia. Didn't get quite the run, his exoneration, that all those things were made up lies that the charges got. Funny how that works, isn't it? Well, now Matt Getz is a motivated man to uh, get after it with the people who failed us on Afghanistan. He's done his research, Matt Getz. He's not just looking across the table at General Mark Milley in Washington yesterday. He's going back in the files, finding out what Mark Milley had to say one of the last times he made a trip to Capitol Hill. And that is how Matt Getz started his questioning of Mark Milley. February 26, 2020, House Armed Services Committee, General Mark Milley, We know we're not going to defeat the Taliban militarily, and they're not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily. You really blew that call, didn't you, General? I believe that that was an issue of strategic stalemate, and that if we had remained in Afghanistan uh, with the advisory levels of effort, then the government of Afghanistan... Well, that's that's an interesting answer to a question. It's just not one I asked. You spent more time with Bob Woodward on this book than you spent analyzing the very likely prospect that the Afghanistan government was going to fall immediately to the Taliban, didn't you? Not even close, Congressman. Oh, really? Because you said right after Kabul fell that no one could have anticipated the immediate fall of the Ghani government. When did you become aware that Joe Biden tried to get Ghani to lie about the conditions in Afghanistan? He did that in July. Did you know that right away? I'm not aware of what President Biden... You're not aware of the phone call that Biden had with Ghani where he said, whether it is true or not, We want you to go out there and paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Afghanistan. You're the chief military advisor to the president. You said that the Taliban was not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily, which, by the way, they cut through him like a hot knife through butter. And then the president tries to get Ghani to lie. When did you become aware of that attempt? Well, there's two things there, Congressman, if if I may. One is what I said was the situation was stalemate. And if we kept advisors with there, the government of Afghanistan and the army would have Still been there. That's what I said. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But it seems wrong now. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. Like the results in Afghanistan wouldn't tell you that that was wrong. The fact that Kabul was taken by Mark Milley's own assessment the other day. He said this. It was taken without a shot being fired. See, this is one of those instances where your excuse is your own admission of ineptitude. When Mark Milley says, um, you know, I didn't see it coming. As a way to explain why what happened happened, it's your job to see that coming. You're in an advisory capacity. He is hidden behind this for days and days and days. I'm just in an advisory capacity. You know, I called China because I'm in an advisory capacity. I'm doing my duty. I took Nancy Pelosi's call about Trump being crazy because I'm in an advisory capacity. So he's pleading the whole advisory capacity. An actual important part of the advisory capacity is to assess the viability of the enemy's forces and the capabilities of your own forces and put those two together and render... A cogent expectation of what's going to happen in the future. 
And he deems it acquitting himself by saying, I didn't see it coming. No, 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 that doesn't acquit you. That's your job. That's why Mark Milley should resign. Now, lest you think Matt Getz only put Mark Milley in the crosshairs, no, no, he then got to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Secretary Austin, are you capable of assessing whether another has the will to fight? No, we're not, and uh, that's the point that the chairman made earlier. That's just like an incredibly disappointing thing for the Secretary of Defense to simply say, I can't assess whether someone has the will to fight, but it is consistent with your record. I mean, during the Obama administration, I think they gave you about $48 million to go train up some folks in Syria to go take on the Assad government, and I think your testimony was that only four or five survived first contact with the enemy. So what confidence should this committee have in you or should the country have in you when you've now confessed to us, and whether it's the swing and a miss in Afghanistan that General Milley talked to the Senate about yesterday, total failure, or whether it was your failures in Syria, you don't seem capable to look at a fighting force and determine whether or not they have the will. Well, Is that recall, an embarrassing? recall, Congressman, that uh, the end result was a, a uh, uh, the SDF that we stood up that was very, very instrumental in turning the, the, the tide of, uh, of, of battle up in Syria. Oh, yeah. Turn, turned it so much. You've got Assad in power in Syria. You've got the Taliban in power in Afghanistan. I mean, where have you been? Now, where have you been, Lloyd? <laughs> like, the Syrian Defense Force turned the tide of battle in Syria? Like, huh? These guys, I mean, it must be great to live in the world that they think they're living in. I was under the impression that, like, military generals was was kind of the ultimate pass-fail endeavor. When's the last time we won a war? No, I don't count the Falklands. Wow. Uh, so Matt Gatt's getting after it, and he wasn't done, and you'll hear what else he had to say to these two idiots next on The Bruce Hooley Show. You may have seen news reports of abortion supporters rallying at the State House Senate Health Committee uh, downtown. Has been hearing testimony on a bill that would go into effect only if the Supreme Court overturns uh, Roe v. Wade via a Mississippi case that is coming to the court in December. I will give you the details on that momentarily. First, I wanted you to hear uh, what else Florida Congressman Matt Getz had to say to Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin. I'm quite sure these two guys are not used to being addressed in the way that Matt Gates addressed them, but they have a beatdown coming for the failure of leadership that they visited upon the troops in Afghanistan. Uh, I know both these guys are rich beyond measure. Uh, Lloyd Austin used to work for Raytheon. He made a ton of money as a Raytheon contractor. I don't, no problem with that. But they're part of the swamp, part of the gravy train, part of the inside crew. And if you earn that and you live to the responsibilities of the job that you've gained through your own merit, I'm all about it. But when you get young men and women killed because you refuse to take an honorable stand against a failed policy like Joe Biden's attempted victory lap on Afghanistan, well, then I have no respect for you. 
and you have no honor. And that's the point that Matt Getz made quite eloquently. You said yesterday that you weren't going to resign when senators asked you this question. And I believe that you guys probably won't resign. You seem to be very happy failing up over there. But if we didn't have a president that was so addled, you all would be fired. Because that is what you deserve. You have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country. And you're far more interested in what your perception is and how people think about you in insider Washington books than you care about winning. That's true. I think that's indisputable. I I don't know how those guys could even argue against that. Uh, So, it's nice to be upbraided like that in front of Congress, but they'll go back to their cushy desk and get their obligatory salutes, mandatory salutes, and unfortunately continue to ruin our military and continue to put our nation in peril and continue to allow, as Matt Getz said, an addled president to put us at risk throughout the world. I mean, think of that. Flashback to, like, 9-11. you think you'd see the day? Did you ever think you'd see the day that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff would sit in the halls of Congress in full military uniform and say matter-of-factly, yeah, we're 12, 24, 36 months away from an al-Qaeda attack on our soil. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. And it doesn't raise an eyebrow in the mainstream media. Doesn't raise an eyebrow. Amazing. Now, the sorriest excuse for doing something is this. Well, we've always done it that way. I hate that logic. That is the logic of abortion rights activists. I know they trot out, oh, it's my body, my choice. No, it's not your body. It's the baby's body that I'm worried about. I don't care about your body more than I care about the baby's body. You can defend yourself. You made your own decision to engage in an activity that resulted in you getting pregnant. If you didn't want to do that, you should have taken the precaution ahead of time. Now you are pregnant. Now we're going to protect that baby. But the thing they always land on is precedent, 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 precedent. Hey, we've had Roe versus Wade since 1973. Can't overturn it. Can't overturn it. 45. Blah. Yeah, really? Well, apply that logic to uh, slavery, and you would rightfully be looked at as a lunatic. Overturn slavery. We can't overturn slavery. We've had it since our nation was founded. What a stupid allowance for continuing slavery in 1865 that would have been. Why we've, why we've had it since we were a nation in 1776. What are you talking about, Mr. Lincoln? No one, no one now would have said, you know, we should, we should reinstate slavery. Precedent. You'd be looked upon as a complete idiot. Because you are a complete idiot, if that is your justification for it. You say, well, that's not a fair parallel. Oh, really? It's not a fair parallel? The logic given for defending slavery was, that's my property. That's my property. I I can do with my property what I want. That slave I own 
just like I own my land, my farm, my plantation. That was the logic. And we now know how ridiculous that logic was. But that's the logic on the my body, my choice. That baby is my property. I get to do with my property what I want. I own my body. So hopefully this is undone by the Supreme Court because it is not, first of all, a constitutional right that is in the original founding document of America. Mississippi lawmakers have been blocked by a district court and a federal appeals court in attempting to outlaw abortion after 15 weeks. And so this case from Mississippi will be heard by the Supreme Court in December. And the abortion-thirsty lobby out there, NARAL, Planned Parenthood, every women's rights group there is, is fighting against it. And we saw their representatives on the grounds of the State House the other day. Ladies, it's not hard not to get pregnant. It's not. It's not hard not to get pregnant. I mean, I know one way you can be 100% sure you won't get pregnant. And if you want to do that, there are other ways to pretty much also ensure you won't get pregnant. And if you drop the ball that bad and you end up pregnant, well, then we're going to protect that kid because that kid can't protect itself. And so this Ohio law that they are debating, nothing will happen unless the Supreme Court overrules Roe versus Wade via this Mississippi case, which is testing the constitutionality of abortions in the case of Mississippi after 15 weeks. And if that happens, then immediately this law in Ohio is kind of an if-then. If the Supreme Court sides with Mississippi, reinstitutes that law, which would ban abortion after 15 weeks, then abortion in Ohio would become instantly illegal. And there'll be a big old party right here on the Bruce Hootley Show if that happens. Uh, Because we will truly drink in with gusto the tears of leftists. Unfortunately, we have um, 50 years of cries from the grave of kids uh, who will not be uh, saved by this act. But do we not know more now about the humanity, the viability, the characteristics of life? And We can operate on and correct physical maladies in babies in the womb while they're still in the womb, and then they can be be delivered to term. Could we have done that in 1973? No, of course not. Medical advancements since 1973 have been myriad. We know now so much more about prenatal care And it is shameful that we have not paired that knowledge with greater enlightenment on the evils of abortion. And it's really a reflection on the lack of character and the empty souls of those who continue to campaign that, no, there's nothing wrong with abortion. I mean, how we have not yet arrived at the point in our country where we view abortion in the same evil light that we view slavery is beyond me. 
It's only a function of people's selfishness. That they want what they want, and they don't want anyone to tell them differently. 